You're listening to The Real Enneagram Podcast, a spiritual quest brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Hello, this time I want to go deeper into meditation and the state of meditation. For those of you who would like some explanation about what the meditative state actually is and how to achieve it. The meditation state is achieved by the willingness of the heart to participate in opening to the higher power, the divine, the soul, the essence. The mind's intellectual will to suspend itself and the body's cooperation in assisting with breathing and with relaxation. When these three elements are balanced and coordinated and coherent, the meditation process can begin. Really, the body is the primary gateway into the meditative state once the heart's will and the mind's suspension have been achieved. The beauty of the body is that it is not an agent just of emotion or of mental concepts. It is our basic instinctual survival brain. Yes, the body has a brain of its own. This can be witnessed when the hair stands up on our arms or the back of our necks when something moving or emotional goes on. There are many other messages that the body gives us. However, deeper than that even is when we inquire of the body about a question for which we need an answer. If we attend to our bodies and go inside to feel every nook and cranny of them, then we will find a place in our body where the answer resides. And it is not in words. It is in a feeling state, a relaxation, a place of peace, an absence of tension, or tension, a place of conflict, or a place of great turmoil. 
We can feel all these in certain places in our body. But after we inquire of our body for an answer, and we give our answer and see how it sits with the body, we have the wonderful gift of an answer that goes beyond any conditioning. It is the unconditioned response of our physical body to the answers that we think we know but want to check. So the body has a great part to deal in our meditative states. If the body can help us follow our breath, for instance, we breathe in and we breathe out. We breathe in and we breathe out. At the bottom of every breath is a moment that registers with all three centers of our intelligence, mind, heart, and body, registers that we are in the now. So breathe in, and now breathe out. At the bottom of the exhalation is pure, uninterrupted now. This is the gateway to keeping our meditative state. By following our breath, and coming back to it each time that we inevitably stray away with our wandering minds, have an emotion that displaces our centering, or a thought that tries to interrupt our attention on the breath, so if we look at meditation, we realize that the body as being a gateway is also the way we stay in the meditative state. What arises besides distractions when we're in the meditative state? Well, that's a wonderful question. And if we have achieved a level of meditation wherein we are calm and our minds are relatively blank, certain feelings of equanimity, tranquility, and serenity abound. If we focus on the third eye in between our eyebrows and if we allow our thoughts that are on the black screen or the white screen to be located right 
behind that third eye, our brains all the way back into the limbic system, the pineal gland, and all the way back to the brainstem are affected. It is now that we may be able to have impressions that are beyond our own mental concepts. We have impressions of how to love better, how to love ourselves in a more compassionate way. We may have on the blank screen something flash up about a person who we gently hold in reverence until we know it's time to let that impression pass by us like, as we said last week, a boat on the river. Maybe someone else will come to take their place in terms of an image on the blank screen. Maybe it will be simply wildflowers or a mountaintop or a hologram of some sort that we know that we ourselves did not think of. We are in a marvelous state of having divine image placed in our bodies, our hearts, our minds. And in having these, we go even deeper because our interest is peaked. We want to know more. We want to reach a different level of equanimity, of peace, of organic tranquility. And so we go down another level, referring to our breath, and it's like a roller coaster, up and down. And you know, in a roller coaster, like when you go on the bottom of the hill, there is gravity that pulls you down into the car. It's that you've hit the epigee of that loop. And in doing so, that's where the now is and where we can go even deeper with the next now that comes about. Why do people like <clears throat> meditation? They like it because it helps us feel at one with our self, but at the same time, at one with the universe around us. We become aware that we are one pearl on an endless stream of connected pearls. We become aware that we are more than what we look like 
or what others may say about us, we begin to understand the landscape of our inner being, of our soul. And we know that this landscape is tied in with a much larger landscape and that we know only a little bit of this terrain which may be ours for a certain time, but that the larger landscape has given rise to our personal landscape. And in knowing that our inner landscape is part of the larger divine landscape, our curiosities are piqued and we want to make the adventure into the larger divine terrain. And we do this with our breath, in and out, in and out. And some people have a spoken or a silent mantra that they say, and it's very optional. Last week we spoke about the salutation of Om as a way to enter meditation. But I'd like to let you know that a mantra is another way to stay in meditation and it can be silently repeated with your breath to stay in the now of your meditative state. A mantra is just just a few words. Some mantras are, for example, my breath is life. I awake to the light. The Lord is my shepherd. The universe is the divine home. And these mantras, when they're repeated, have the sense of an indwelling peacefulness that once again the body in a verbalization echoes. So in your next meditation, allow yourself to breathe in and breathe out your breath. I would suggest, if you want to know more about the breath, that you consult one of Thich Nhat Hanh's books on meditation and or go to any of his meditations that are on YouTube so that you can see how he teaches following the breath. And now let's go into a very brief meditation. Om. As I breathe in and out, I am aware that I am one pearl on an endless string 
of connected pearls. I am centered. I am affirmed. I am loved. And I am lovable. As I center in the deep of my own being, I seek to see the hidden things, the things beyond my own imagination, but the things which I need to witness and understand. As I center, I am looking at the blank screen behind my third eye. And what I see is between me and the universe beyond, between me and the higher power between me and the divine of whom I am a part. And as I align with my head, my heart, and my body, I feel extreme balance. and my body is at peace. It's as if I am floating on my back in a beautiful pool, and I smell the aroma of blossoms all around me. I hear the water trickling I see the sky above and have the voices of birds in my ears. As I breathe in and breathe out, I am in the now. And right now, the arisings are plenty and beautiful. In breath, out breath. In breath, out breath. Wholeness and healing. you would like to continue your own meditative state, please do so. And if you are ready to rejoin the room that you're in now, just open your eyes with soft eyes and acclimate yourself to the environment. As we leave this session, May you keep the peace 
that you have found. That wraps up another episode of The Real Enneagram, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. If you're interested in furthering these conversations, please reach out to us through our Instagram, at The Real Enneagram. Or if you're interested in our upcoming trainings or other resources, please visit our website, www.instituteforconsciousbeing.org. Thanks for listening.